Hey, I'm Elizabeth Willits and I'm obsessed with helping as many women as possible achieve their boldest dreams after kids and helping you to navigate this messy and magical season of life. I'm a working mum with over 17 years of recruitment experience and I'm the founder of the Investing in Women job board and community. In this show, I'm honoured to be chatting with remarkable women, redefining our working world across all areas of business. They'll share their secrets on how they've achieved extraordinary success after children, set boundaries and balance, the challenges they've faced and how they've overcome them to define their own versions of success. Shy away from the real talk? No way! Money, struggles, growth, loss, boundaries and balance, we cover it all. Think of this as coffee with your mates, mixed with an inspiring TED Talk, sprinkled with the career advice you wish you'd really had at school. So, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, make sure you're cosy, and get ready to get inspired and chase your boldest dreams, or just survive Mondays. This is the Work It Like a Mum podcast. This episode is brought to you by Investing in Women. Investing in Women is a job board and recruitment agency helping you find your dream part-time or flexible job with the UK's most family-friendly and forward-thinking employers. Their site can help you find a professional and rewarding job that works for you. They're proud to partner with the UK's most family-friendly employers across a range of professional industries. Ready to find your perfect job? Search their website at investinginwomen.co.uk to find your next part-time or flexible job opportunity. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome to this week's Work It Like I'm On podcast episode. Today, I'm delighted to be chatting with Catherine Bell, who is Head of National Accounts with Artex. Catherine has been with her company for over 20 years. We're going to be talking about how the company and her industry have changed over that time, why the building construction industry is becoming less male-dominated and putting DNI at the heart of their growth plans, and how Catherine employs a team of people who all work flexibly and makes it work for her team and the wider business. Thank you so much, Catherine, for joining me today. It's an absolute pleasure to chat with you and obviously learn more about you and your experience. Is it Catherine or Kat? Sorry. Uh, Kat's fine, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So before we start, people might be thinking, who are Artex? I've never heard of Artex. So could you give us a bit of an overview as to who Artex are? Yeah, absolutely. So Artex are uh, part of the Sangaban Group, predominantly distribution into kind of uh, retail, so kind of B&Q, Wix, Toolstation, and then into the merchant arena as well. So the likes of Selco, Independence, so typically some of the smaller locations where the manufacturing Sangaban businesses can't get into. So we provide that kind of service, flexible services is kind of what we offer at Artex. Okay, brilliant. And it's all building supplies? Yes, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. And you've obviously been with the company for a long time now. Was it was, you know, when you first joined the organisation, were you wanting to work in the building industry? It was a really uh, bizarre one. So I'm originally from a little town called Penrith up in uh, Cumbria and British Gypsum was a big employer in that area. So at the time, kind of didn't really want to, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was kind of leaving school at, at 16 and a, a family friend worked at British Gypsum. So that's how I kind of got in into an administrational role and kind of just kind of took it from there, really. A couple of family members as well also worked at British Gypsum. So I'd, I'd heard of them, but that age I didn't really know what they 
did as such. It was just you heard of British Gypsum, so it, it's a job. So, yeah, really fortunate to get in there kind of early doors. So, yeah, I was uh, literally 16. I think I finished my exams on the uh, Friday and started at Gypsum on the Monday. Oh, my so. gosh. You've been there the whole time, haven't you? You know, because part of Sangaban as well. Yeah, so a long, a long time. <laughs> wow, and you you worked obviously in all. I mean, I've looked at your LinkedIn profile, and you've been, you know, worked all around the business. Yeah, and it's been great. You know, the opportunities I've been kind of given across uh, different businesses, so British Gypsum and, and now Artex, but also different functions, so customer services, supply chain. Been really lucky to work on some like big projects over the years, and then I kind of stepped into the sales world. Oh, we're about eight years ago now. Started as an area sales manager and then just kind of worked my worked my way up. So yeah, it's great because I've seen such a lot of change in that time as well in, in terms of, you know, the businesses itself, but just in terms of how we recruit, the diversity and everything like that. So yeah, it's been a 23 years next year. So it's uh, not next year, next next month, sorry. Wow, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of people view the building and construction industry as male-dominated. Was it like that when you joined 23 years ago or is that, you know, a perception that we're all wrong about? Yeah, I think I would say yes back then, because I think if you heard construction back then, you'd be typically thinking of the guys that were picking the products up and using the product, not particularly, let's say, the, you know, the manufacturers and the resellers. You know, at that time in customer services, it was literally 98% women. So there was women within the industry, but within customer service type roles, perhaps HR roles. But as the years have progressed, you've seen more and more women move into different roles. So within the sales teams, they're going out to, you know, the merchants, potentially speaking to contractors. So I just spoke to a contractor this morning up in Scotland and you know that's speaking to the guys that are actually physically using the product on site so yeah huge huge change I remember when I was I think I was 19 I was really interested in kind of a sales role and I spoke to a I think it was a, a regional sales director back then and kind of expressed my interest and I was kind of batted away to sort of oh it's not it's not really a job for a woman and at that point I kind of went oh, okay because you're 19 you're perhaps a little bit naive and I kind of stepped away from that so I was what 30 31 before I stepped into the sales world and it was listen it was fine because in that period I went into kind of working on projects and into supply chain and I learned so much in supply chain because you touch so many different aspects of a, of a business but yeah I've certainly seen in the last probably maybe 10 or 15 years there's just been such a change and there isn't that kind of stigma associated to things now it's like it doesn't matter you can go for the job whatever if you've Sangaban are very very good at kind of looking at attitude rather than kind of skills because we can all improve our skills or diversify but if you've got the right attitude behind it and the you know the behaviors then that's I guess for me, that's how it's won. I've gone into sales and I didn't have the experience, but somebody said, but you speak to people, you know the product, you kind of deal in volumes and numbers. It's just changing it. It's transferable, isn't it? So yeah, been a huge change in say the last maybe 10 or 15 years. And what's really, really nice is just seeing more and more women coming into sales roles, but senior sales roles. And you're actually now seeing, you know, my team is 75% women you know so it's really nice but then even on the operational side of the business we're seeing more and more women coming into you know senior positions in kind of logistics a colleague here that I've worked with for a number of years has just recently been promoted to operations director on site which is great and to be fair Artex have been very good at that over the years that I've been here but also here in 
from other Sangabang colleagues. So we've got women coming in to kind of process engineering in the factory as such. So yeah, seeing a huge, huge change in that in the last, I'd say that bit in terms of women into factory operations the last five or 10 years, there's more and more of it, which is really great to hear and see. And are you, do you think it's employees driving that change or do you think that's coming from the business? I think potentially the business. So we talk a lot about DNI and that that kind of strategy. And listen, if we keep recruiting the same people, we're going to get the same results. Things have really, really changed over the last the last few years. We need a diverse workforce because we can have a different view on things. And I think that bit, you know, one of the big things for Sangaban is that kind of tech culture and collaboration. So, you know, we want people to collaborate. There's not always one way to do something. So if we can bring a, a diverse pool of, of colleagues into the business, we're going to get some better results out there. And you know what? We're not afraid to try new things either. So we try new things. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't always go right first time, but then we find a way, we find a solution. And, and for us, that's Artex very much what we are. We're kind of a, a solutions-based business. So if you want a box or something, a pallet of something, a full load of something, we'll find a way to do that. So yeah, for me, it's just, it's really nice. And it gives you a, I guess, when you're recruiting as well, if you can be more flexible and you're looking at kind of diversity, it just gives you a much wider pool of candidates to review. What was really interesting, the last recruitment that I did, I just had a lady join me only like three or four weeks ago. I was doing the, uh, the JD and we basically did some gender bias work on it. And the previous time I'd done it, I hadn't. And I got loads more women applying for the role. And just changing a few words within that JD. So it just shows how powerful it is, isn't it? Just Absolutely, that, words are so powerful. Yeah, so even, I'll say, even in the last 18 months, Artex, certainly that's something that, you know, we kind of consider when we're recruiting within this kind of commercial side of the business, but also on operations, we're trying to do a lot. How do we encourage more diverse kind of workforce in that kind of factory arena and it's by doing a lot of a lot of that so so yeah it's exciting it's exciting that, that all of the new and different types of colleagues that we're, we're bringing into the business okay. so what personally have you know what's been the inclusive policy that has most benefited you as an individual I think for me it's kind of it's the attitude bit so so the attitudes are correct and the attitudes behaviors are correct and you've got that kind of will want and desire it doesn't matter about your background or anything like that it's just I can do the job sometimes probably in the early years you probably had to feel like you were proving yourself a little bit more you had to work that a little bit harder you feel like that in a lot of industry you know that could be any yeah but for me now I'm kind of like you know what I've done 20 odd years it's about getting that work-life balance and I think that's taken me quite a lot a long time to realize that that I don't have to work that extra bit harder because I've kind of proved myself you know, I've got into a, a senior position within the business. And the next step for me is helping kind of younger kind of women coming into the business and not even just younger women. So flexibility is a big part. So one of the ladies that works for me has got young children. How can we look at flexibility around, let's say, school time? Okay, we have to travel sometimes in work, so that's not always feasible, but we'll always try. I think some businesses say they have a flexible working policy, but I'm not sure they maybe stick to it. And it's flexible and it works both ways. It's got to be a give and take. But yeah, we're always looking at different stuff to say, right, what's going to improve things for colleagues in the in the business? Because ultimately, people aren't happy and they can't fit, let's say, work around family life. They're going to leave and we're going to lose really like valuable people to the business. So 
if we have to move something by half an hour or we look at, you know, I've got uh, one lady with school holidays and the, the annual entitlement. She's like, I could just do with an extra few days. What about unpaid leave? It's like, yeah, we can look at that. So nothing's off the table. And I think that's really, really good because previously it was almost like people were afraid to ask because it was it seen as a weakness because somebody's asked if they could do half an hour less or work through lunch or change something that wasn't in the office hours sort of thing. Whereas now it's kind of like, yeah, as long as you get your work done, I'm not vexed whether you want to work eight to four, nine to five, whatever you need to do to make the, the job role work for you and the business, then that's what we really kind of encourage here. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, talking about, you know, how work's changing, what do you think the impact of AI is going to have potentially on your team and then ultimately working patterns? I think for me, within a, let's say, I would say traditional sales role, there's always going to be that kind of flexibility because of travel and stuff. There could be overnight stays. Sometimes you can be away for a couple of days at a time. But what we've seen since certainly since the pandemic, there sometimes isn't that need to do all of the travel because you can do something over teams. You know, so my largest customer pre, let's say, pandemic, when I'd looked after them in the past in in a, a different role, I used to sometimes go down once or twice a month and it was a seven hour round trip, whereas now it's kind of maybe once a quarter. So you can spend more time doing the work as such. So you go to a meeting, then there's always action. So you've got more time to jump on stuff. So I think it's a huge benefit. And I think, listen, if businesses don't like jump onto it, you know, it's a differentiator between another business that doesn't offer that flexible work. And it's a real big thing. I was with some friends at the weekend and a girl that is basically doing a similar job to me down in London. And she's left her company because they've gone, right, everyone's back to the office five days a week. It's not flexible. You have to do this. And like, they're a really big business and they've lost like 15 people just because of the non-flexible working. They've gone and got other jobs and actually taken a pay cut because actually the flexible working means more to them. And it does, you know, because like it's that old cliche, time is money, but it is, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what? This sounds awful, but I heard this thing someone said the other day, she, you know, you can always earn more money and you can spend money and earn money, but you only can spend time. You can't obviously earn it. Yeah, you can't. There's only 24 hours in a day, isn't there? You can't extend the hours in a day. So, <laughs> yeah. So what would you, I mean, because I've spoken to employers that have sort of said flexible working won't work for them because of the nature of their business. What would you say to some employer that was maybe a bit reluctant to try flexible working? And how have you made it work, you know, in this, in your stores, for example, where people do have to be at some Listen, I think in, in our customers, let's say, so, okay, if a shop's open from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m., of course, you've got to have the stores manned between that time. But listen, if you've got a balance of people in terms of colleagues that are working, some that need flexible, some that don't, but also offer it out to those that don't, I think that's the thing now. So historically, flexible working would have probably been for parents, childcare reasons, whereas now it's fine. If I wanted to my boss, I'd like to do flexible working because my you know, my parents are getting older, for example. If I could have one Friday off a month and just work accrue that hours, that would be absolutely fine. So it isn't it's not niche to parents basically. So it's for whatever reason you might ha you might be a carer. You might just need it for headspace. You might just need that 
extra day off a month or it might be a hobby that you do or you might want to do volunteering there's no like there's no rule book that says you have to do this this and this to qualify so yeah my recommendation to employees that think it won't work is trial it and see because nothing lost nothing gained is it i think at that point other than the thing that you will lose is your is your good people because perhaps they will end up leaving because they need that element of flexibility and if people are asking for it then they're obviously requiring it aren't they <laughs> yeah so obviously flex uh, sangaban is brilliant at flexible working as as i know because i've been working with them for a while but you know you've moved around the business a lot as well you've managed to try different roles within the organization so how supportive are they you know it sounds like they've been brilliant with you but you know if, if people go in and you know they want to eventually move into a slightly different role how easy is it you know, to do that within an organisation like Sengabam? Yeah, I think, listen, it depends on who you've got around you, I think. So in terms of your peers, your manager, you know, really fortunate. I've had some great HR partners over the years. I just absolutely encourage people, it's conversation. So if you're looking to explore a, a step up or a step sideways or into a completely different function, then just have that conversation. You know, we encourage it a lot here in terms of careers. Obviously, we do a lot around kind of careers days. And listen, it, it sounds very easy for me to say it because I've kind of gone through the motions and gone through a little, a lot of kind of functions, a lot of roles. But yeah, it's all just about conversation. Reach out to your manager. We've got mobility forums. As you know, when you're doing your appraisals, absolutely put that on there. If you, you know, they do get reviewed, you know, by the business. Or if you're just uncertain, just reach out and just speak to kind of managers. And I get we're a smaller business here at Artex, so. It's probably more, let's say, like approachable. But even people in other Sangaban businesses, I've always kind of said, you know, if being at conferences or maybe just working with them in the past, my phone's always on my doors, like open door policy kind of thing. And I think there's a lot of other people like myself in the business are also very supportive of that because, you know, we've had that support for our career. So we absolutely want to return that favour and, and kind of do that to the guys kind of coming up the ranks, so to speak. Yeah, brilliant. I know that you're obviously in sales. You started off in admin. What other kind of roles do Sangaban and Artex recruit for? Oh, God, it's, it's kind of, it's never, I said, never, never ending. Obviously, we've obviously got the finance part of obviously the business as, as any other business as well. You've kind of got that manufacturing side. So in, in engineering operational so kind of warehouse and logistics in in there we've also you know we've got r&d across sangaban as well so kind of the the research and development i think the list is going on and it's growing and it's diversifying you know we've got specific functions now that are looking at kind of sustainability digital is a big thing going forward as well so it's kind of it's endless you know i think if you thought could i get a career within sangaban i would say like yes yeah across that and listen you know I was really fortunate I started let's be honest with not very good GCSEs and stuff and you know I think that as well now people leaving school and I know things have changed in terms of staying in education longer but not everybody is particularly academic not everybody wants to go to university and you know I certainly didn't at that time and you know I have been really fortunate with with my career but yeah, I think, you know, for, for me, the, the opportunities really, really are endless within UK, outside of UK, across Europe, global. You know, we're, we're a huge employer within the world, basically. So even that, you know, if I really wanted to tomorrow, go, Do you know, what? I want to work in sales, but I'd really be interested to look at, you know, Sangaban, let's say sales structures within within Europe or something like that. I'm pretty sure I could find someone to have a conversation with to say, 
I'd be really interested to come and learn about. I look after predominantly kind of retail. I'd be really interested to come and, you know, spend some time in France, for example, and look at Castorama, a, a kind of European retailer and things like that. So, yeah, you know, fortunate get to travel from time to time and yeah mostly in the UK but you know being fortunate to travel outside of the UK as well so it's yeah I'd recommend it you know it's different for everyone but I think certainly now in terms of the let's say since pandemic there's just so much more flexibility around stuff and we're trying to you know bring in a much more uh, diverse kind of workforce yeah I mean you're definitely I think it's brilliant I speak to a lot of the recruitment team and the HR team and they're so committed to be inclusive employers and offering flexible working and appealing to diverse demographics and you really are you know I can really tell how committed you are which is fantastic it does do people need to have building and construction experience to apply not at all because I think at the point we you know we could bring someone in to let's say a customer service role so you know that would be kind of you know dealing with customers placing orders that kind of thing and you could then kind of work your way up Obviously, if you were coming into a specific, let's say, like engineering, of course, you would need kind of engineering qualifications and things like that. But the other good thing that Sangaban offer is the the learning and development is almost endless. So we do a lot around apprenticeships. But then outside of that, you know, there's colleagues that have been put through like masters, MBAs. There's kind of the on-site training. I think there's the even the, let's say, the hands-on training. I think because people are so passionate, everybody wants to support one another so yeah the training opportunities are you know endless as well brilliant oh brilliant well thank you so much Kat for joining me today it's been an absolute pleasure to learn more about you and your experiences and obviously more about Artex and Sangaban where can people find you connect with you and learn more about Sangaban and Artex yeah, so LinkedIn. So we've got an Artex page for uh, LinkedIn. Obviously, uh, got my own personal LinkedIn. So Catherine Bill, my full uh, Sunday name. And then, yeah, even from a Sangaban email perspective, my emails are on, on LinkedIn. And so if anybody wants to just kind of reach out, then, yeah, more than happy to kind of have conversations with people. That, that's fine. Brilliant. Oh, well, thank you so much. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today, Kat. No problem at all. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Work It Like a Mum podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share the link with a friend. If you're on LinkedIn, please send me a connection request at Elizabeth Willett and let me know your thoughts on this week's episode. You can also follow my recruitment site, Investing in Women, on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, keep on chasing your biggest dreams.